Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you perfectly. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yes, no problem. Oh, great stuff, great stuff. I thought, I thought I'd just give you a call like one minute earlier just so that I can make sure everything is set up and you can correctly hear me and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problems. How, how are you doing anyway? How, how, how's your day been, Doctor? Yeah, day, day been, you know, you know, you know, work. Yeah. Missing, work. The, the usual stuff, isn't it? The usual stuff, you know, yeah. work. Oh, that's amazing. And future presentations and talks and just getting oh, things organised, yeah? Hectic period, isn't it? Yeah, talk about it. You know, yeah. especially, you know, October being Black History Month. So that's when you tend to find most of my talks are. are oh, yeah, I can imagine, yeah, because I'm sure a lot of the sort of like black organisations would ideally like to book you around this time to have you talk at their events and so forth. Yeah, let's see if I, I can hear a little vibration now. I'm wondering if this is to do with the speaker. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, just speaker over here. Right, how's that? Perfect. It sounds great on my end. I can I, I can hear you perfectly fine. Yeah, okay, because I think my speaker was up against my. Oh no worries. Bit of vibrations, Vicky. Oh, oh, there we go. That's better. <laughs> oh, that's great. First of all, I'd like to, I mean, say a big welcome to Let's Do Humans podcast, and it's it's an absolute pleasure for you taking your time out to come and speak to me for a couple of minutes, just to sort of get to grips with who you are and the work you do. Because I've come across your work online, and um, I just think maths is one of those subjects that's is really intriguing and is bigger than what people think it is. Okay. And um, with through some of your talks that I've seen and a lot of your content, I've I've realised how important maths is and how it can be used in the wider sense of what we see maths as because usually maths we, we assume is, is to do with money and just basic counting but it can solve major problems as well that um, involve mathematical equations so I, I, that's the reason why I got in touch with you and I was truly privileged that you said you'd like to come on the podcast and have a talk with me which is fantastic so I really appreciate that first of all. Yeah great uh, has the podcast started or is this off the, off, offline? No, no, it's good. It's it's, it's on now. We're we're, we're live. As online, okay. We're yeah, we're live. No, it's gonna go online afterwards, but we're we're recording. Oh, it oh now. see, are we recording it now? Okay, yeah, yeah, no, we're recording. No. If, if it was live, I would have told you. <laughs> oh, it's just a second. Okay, this is you know just making sure that you know this. Trying to talk in my BBC voice, you know. So <laughs> no, 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 this, this, this is not BBC or podcast. We're just trying to speak to like a wider audience. So just oh. feel free to talk however you like, because yeah, I know. Yeah. I know when you're doing the more me the more um, national media stuff, you you put on the BBC voice. <laughs> Hello, my name is Dr. Chamberlain. <laughs> I have to speak very slowly and yeah. really articulate my words yeah. because I'm not allowed to laugh too loud yeah. because people won't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, it's funny. So when you go on those, when you go on that um, type of mainstream media, do they prep you on that? Do they tell you like, okay, this is how you're supposed to present yourself and this is how we want you to talk? I think it was like, say, five years ago, um, I went on to, like, there was, like, a, a BBC training, like, it's called BBC Expert Voices. Yeah. Uh, they did, like, a drive to have more um, diverse um, diversity in, in Expert Voices. So oh, okay. BBC one day and uh, did my training and I was talking naturally like a mathematician, really very fast and enthusiastic and saying... Yeah, throwing numbers at them. Nobody understands what you're saying. You're talking too quick, so I had to save <laughs> myself to slow down. Slow down, and yeah and be very articulate and pronounce my words so that people can follow what I am saying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we're, we're in particular with maths, I, I, I would assume, because it's such a complex like subject, they, they, they try to make sure that you get your words out so like the, the layman's like us, like me, can understand what it is that you're talking about, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's sometimes, I, mean, I think one, one uh, great thing is when somebody says, okay, can you tell us, about i'm going to ask you a question on the applications you tell us about the application of mathematics yeah. and then the interview goes right we know that mathematics in, is into a b c d e f g h i thought that's all my answers i got nothing else to say <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. that's incredible that's incredible but um, do, do, dr naira can you tell us who dr naira is can you just give us a brief like history of who you are and what is that you do Oh, gosh. Okay. I, I have an idea, but I want my listeners out there to Listen, get an idea. Okay, right, okay. Right, I am a professional mathematician. I work out in industry. I wear three hats at this present moment. Okay. Uh, I'm the president, I'm the president designate of the Institute of Mathematics and its application. That means come next year, I'll become yeah. president of the largest professional mathematical society in the UK. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, also, I am a visiting fellow 
at Loughborough University, where mm. I actually support and help with their um, MSc in Industrial Mathematical Modeling at the Mathematical uh, Sciences Department. And yeah. there's a, a certain research topic that I do research there. So sometimes when I do my talks, I represent uh, Loughborough University as a visiting fellow. Oh, I see. I also work out uh, at in industry. I've been I've been a professional mathematician for for the last the last twenty five over twenty five years. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm known as a mathematical modeler. Now, what is a mathematical modeler? Now, yeah. there are certain problems that are you would say, yeah, you use mathematics to solve that. Yeah, mm-hmm. there are certain real world problems which you know here's a real world problems. There's no mathematical equation that you can just look up in a book and there's the answer at the end of the book it's, yeah. you know, the problems are too complex too messy and it's not so easy to to see how mathematics would solve that problem so yeah. this is where you come to what's called a mathematical modeler so yeah. put in my bbc voice here what <laughs> the modeler does yeah. is that they will see a real world problem and mm-hmm. then they will translate that into a into a mathematical equation or they make sense equation. of it yeah and then solve the solve that mathematical equation mm-hmm. and then and then after that we'll then um we'll, we'll then uh, apply the solution back into the real world yeah yeah, yeah. and uh that's that's most of applied mathematics that we see today started off with a mathematical model, and then when that mathematical model becomes established, then it becomes yeah. applied mathematics. So, for instance, give you an example: it's like sending a rocket up to the moon. Once upon a time, the mathematics to do that didn't actually exist. You had, oh, okay. had people to come up, come up, generate the the, the logical argument, the mathematical form to come yeah. up with a solution, apply it into the real world, and say, okay, this is how this will work. And then, then through years and years and years. It, it, it becomes established. It becomes established. Uh, yeah, the, uh, applied mathematics is very much established mathematical modeling, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, so it's more the accurate, accurate calculations of from a point A to point B, basically. Is, is that yeah. what you're... Yeah, so, so, I mean, so for instance, I mean, um, uh, I'll give you an example. Like, so for instance, um, if somebody says to me, someone says, right, um, Stephen, Stephen, Professor Stephen Hawking is, got a, is concerned about the 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 rise of ai artificial intelligence yeah it is that the that um artificial intelligence will rise at a certain rate that that soon that uh, they're going to be time in the future that it will overtake human intelligence yeah and he believes that when it overtakes human intelligence Mm. this could have dire consequences on the on the on the on the human on humans yeah yeah and so and the people talk about um artificial intelligence takeover and artificial uh, artificial intelligence apocalypse. Mm. Now, when, when we're talking about artificial intelligence apocalypse or takeover, we're not necessarily talking about you know the Hollywood killer robots walking down the street. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know? isn't that a possibility as well though with AI? Because do we know exactly how they're going to behave? Yeah, but that that is a possibility. But mm. the thing is, the, the question is, that's a possibility. You're quite right. But before you even get there, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Before yeah. you even get there, yeah. there's a, there is a scenario where, where, for instance, it has been argued that, you know, what humans, you know, if AI gets to a certain state, uh, stage, it's where humans will will give AI its decision making, um, you know, decision making strategies. Yeah. So, running business, it's saying to run its business, to run the strategy, we will will give it, we'll hand it over to AI to make business business decisions now yeah. that where you have a human handing over control to an ai yeah. that's much more realistic that is much more closer than you way down the line of of a of a robe of a robot killer robots walking down the street yeah that is much more realistic more reality and the question is if for instance we gave um, um ai decision making over the world economy mm. would it make uh, decisions which are conducive to the so, to uh, to social cohesion. That's the that's the question. That's the question. Yeah. You see how what uh, what um, what people like where yeah. you see something which is which are perceived as undemocratic. I mean, we can talk about Brexit. Now you got the two sides. You got yeah. one side that says, "Wait a minute, we voted for Brexit. We voted for Leave." Yeah. What, what, why is it not happening? It's because of you establishment. And then you got the other people who yeah. are leaving saying. We didn't. You didn't pose the right questions. You lied to us. Da 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 da. Mm. We don't believe this is undemocratic. See, when people see something beyond their control, they mm. get angry. 
look what happened in Greece where, you know, when the EU decided saying, right, we're going to raise um, um, raise um, um, the, the cost of living. Yeah. You know, we're going to push down your wages because you are, your country's in debt. Do you mm. see how, what the people, how they actually protested? Because there was somebody above the government yeah. making, making their lives a misery. Now, you, now replace those decision-making with, instead of being a human, mm. it actually being artificial intelligence. So would you how, say that would be more accurate then if artificial, artificial intelligence was to lead such decision-making because they would be able to make the calculations that would enable them to know what's right. So not necessarily what's right, but what would work. Well, there, there be, there, you know, there are, there are situations, yeah, you can mm. say, yeah, you know, and I can talk about medical where you say AI, you know, AI is definitely, definitely is good, what makes things work. However, with, a, with AI, you know, there's a, there's a lack of ethics. You, it will make decisions, which again, mm. has its consequences, yeah? yeah. You know, so for instance, I, I give you one example, let's mm. say, for instance, Let's say an energy firm wants to work out what is the best strategy moving forward and it hands it over to an AI. Now, hypothetically, an AI may, may decide saying, well, the best way for a firm to make the most profit is to put all of these competitors out of business, yeah. create a monopoly, yeah. and, and then raise the prices so high so that, that only the super rich can afford it and henceforth evoke energy poverty. Mm. See, now an AI can make that decision and what it's done, it's it's created profit for that company or for the sh you know the shareholders of that company. Yeah. However, for everybody else, we are now living by candlelight. So me and you are not having this conversation over yeah. Skype because we're we're living by candlelight. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Would you personally say that AI going forward would be a good thing for us, or would you think it would be catastrophic, as some it, people would say? It's all right. Well, here we here we go. It's it's depend it's dependence like this. I mean, one of the things I do and um, is one of the research I I I have done yeah. is one of my major talks is about the mathematics that can stop an AI apocalypse. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, one of the things that one of the and I tend to um, target uh, tend to be like um, those in the twenties and those are teenagers. Yeah. Because by the this is an American magazine called Business Insight that says. Come 2050, the last human standing will be mathematicians, yeah? We'll be the last yeah. standing. <laughs> so I'm saying, well, if mathematicians are going to be the last human standing, then it's, it is our responsibility to ensure that the, uh, that the AI that comes, that comes in, the f in, the, in, the, in the future mm. will be, will, is, is a safe one that's got the ethics. Do you know what I mean? If we're going to be the last human, the last human standing. Yeah. So one of the things that I say, you know, because I'm not... Um, I'm not a, um, people say, oh, oh, am I anti-AI? No, mm -hmm. I'm not anti-AI. But I do come up with this thought experiment. Would you design a high-performance car without brakes? Definitely not, no. There you go. Yeah. So, do you but, know what I mean? but, but my worry with AI, so I'm, I'm not really necessarily anti-AI because I think AI is here anyway. Like, I think our mobile phones is art um, artificial intelligence because yeah. it's become a part of us. It's an yeah. extension of us. So we kind of become an extension of the machine. But my worry is, like, as human beings, we're organic creatures. We're flesh and blood. So yeah. we're, we're easily disposed of, if you think of it in that sense. But when it comes to the machine, will it reach a point where they will be able to determine their own, they will, they will gain autonomy and they'll be able to determine their own sort of like status within, within like the, the world as such and start making decisions which we can't reverse. I mean, does that, that stage, I mean, that stage, which, you know, potentially could happen, mm -hmm. potentially could happen, believe me, before you even reach there, yeah. even if before you reach there, the AI apocalypse that I've discussed, yeah. Do you know what I mean? See, to, to, to reach there, you've got to go through this stage. Do you know what I mean? And mm. the stage I'm talking about is, do you know, is, is, will, will be very challenging for mm. humans. Do you know what I mean? And so, so the idea that, you know, I'm, I'm walking and there's this computer um, robot at school telling me what to do and, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, saying your grades are not good. At, do you know, before we even get there, before yeah. we even get there, do you know what I mean? There's, you know, we, are, you know, the Western society, you know, and the world is based, is foundation is the economy. Now, once you have AI, mm -hmm. in, not controlling, influencing yeah. how the economy goes. So even before you get, you know, even before you get to, you know, determinate your matrix, guess what? There is, before you get there, there is, there is this phase that you have to go through. 
Mm. People don't look at this phase. People look at the that final phase. The end, yeah. The Hollywood, the Hollywood phase. But yeah. before you even get there, we're talking about we're talking about um, you know AI influencing the economy. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it, that's and and you know one of the questions that was asked uh, to me was, um, let's say for instance you have a you um, you you are in a, you're in a company. You know you mm. you you got a firm. And the, the question is, how do we know? That our competitors not are not using advanced AI against us, and yeah. that was the whole format of my of my research. Because if you have a firm that has advanced AI beyond everybody else, would would it would would they would it evolve to a stage where that firm generating franchises because they become successful would it get to a stage where it is then running mm-hmm. the world economy? Yeah, and once you got one company or a, or group of companies running the world economy, mm. you know, and it's you know, make, and the AI is making de- de- decisions. Yeah. Then the, would it make decisions that is conducive to social cohesion? See, that's the debate and, and talk about. Yeah, that's, yeah. But as a scientist, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't say yes or no. All I can do is, as a scientist, I can create what's called a mathematical model of mm-hmm. that scenario, and then create a simulation of that. Oh, of the of the of the uh, of the solution, which yeah. is a simulation, it's just like a, a dynamical animation of the solution of the mathematical model, mm-hmm. which then I can actually simulate the economy. Actually, how many times does the economy goes to like a an, an AI takeover, an AI apocalypse? Because you have it, an yeah. AI company that comes up to dominate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And how many times so far does that does that scenario come about? Oh right. Um, in terms of the simulation that I've that I've run, it's yeah. it's occurred eighty percent of the time. What where is completely taken over? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, BBC. I'm not allowed to talk. I'm not allowed to laugh. <laughs> I know. This is not the BBC. This is less you humans. You can laugh as much as you want because the apocalypse is near. <laughs> so, so not so necessarily that the apocalypse is near. So I know. I know. Eighty percent of the time, would there be an apocalypse? Now the question is: Now, have you ever watched? Um, um, have you ever watched um, um, Marvel? Um, Infinity Wars. Yes, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Spoiler alert. If you yeah. have not watched Marvel Infinity Wars, yeah. don't listen to the next five minutes. You know, because <laughs> yeah. I'm about to spoil it. <laughs> I'm sure everyone's watched it by now. It's been out for a while. Well, you just don't know. There may be somebody saying, "I am just waiting for the DVD for Christmas." Oh, yeah, or yeah. Or those people who were too young when it came out, thinking, "Oh, don't you know?" Got the right yeah. spoiler. Now. There is a part where I think they're battling a fan that's on his home, uh, don't know if it's home planet, but on a strange planet, yeah? Yeah. And then what you see is um, Doctor Strange, he's, uh, he seems like to be in a, in a tranche, and he's looking into the future, and he's looking at all these different permutations and combinations of the fu- of how they could actually beat Thanos in the future. Mm-hmm. And he went through, can't remember how many combinations, were like yeah, millions, fa- thousands of millions of millions, I think, yeah. yeah. And then, and then, then see, and, and I think Iron Man went up to him, Tony Stark, saying, "So what are you doing?" He said, "I'm trying to look at all the possibilities in the future, mm. and I've considered millions of these possibilities." And it says, "Well, how many of those possibilities did we win?" And he goes, one. "Only one." one. Yeah. See, now, what I'm doing with this simulation mm. is that I'm simulating loads and loads and loads and loads of scenarios, and what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to find the strategy that can beat an oh, AI. Okay. I see. So 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 we're fighting against Thanos here, but just trying to figure out the best way. But okay, so another one of the theories that I'll come across quite a bit in regards to AIs is that what if they become binary? So they become black and white, as in the sense that right and wrong. So right now at the moment, like we, we have a judicial system, we have we have um we have um, individual morality, we have group morality. But what if the AI starts to develop their own version of morality, which is very binary? So it's mm. like, if you steal a sweet from a shop, for instance, that is straight away punishable by whatever means of punishment they, they deem um, suitable for that, for that um, crime. So wh- is, is there going to be an in-between? And how, how, what is that possibility like? Okay, well, the thing is, I mean, even though, yes, it does, it, it, with, with the way that AI works, so yes, mm-hmm. there is a right, wrong, black, white, but yeah. the way it works now is that what it does, it's, it, it works out saying, so for instance, we, we have a state called one, yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, does this, 
does this person look like he's going to steal a sweet, yeah? Mm-hmm. They're like, here's this person walking into the shop. Yeah. Does this person look like he's going to steal a sweet, yeah? Now, the AI doesn't go one or zero. What it does do, it comes up with a probability. It works out like a probability. The mm-hmm. probability of this person stealing a sweet is 0.75, mm-hmm. 3, and 0.6. Now, depending on what it does is that you they create a, a certain classes your classifications like if the probability is greater than 0.8 get security to jump on them straight away <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know if it's if it's if it's between if it's less than 0.2 yeah. don't worry about them uh if it's uh, if it's in between 0.4 and 0.7 just watch them because we are not too sure that is where it is right now oh, okay yeah so there's a so even though you do talk about your one and zero, mm-hmm. it, it comes out with a probability between one, a, a number between zero and one, which is which is classified, let's say, a probability. And then from that, it makes a it makes a decision. Oh, now okay. I'm not saying I'm not saying that each of the decisions are correct, you know, nor will the decision will be correct every single time. But what I do is from that, you know, if I if there's a, like a ninety percent chance. I believe that this person is going to steal the sweet. Guess what? That means, hypothetically, if you got the probabilities right, that mm-hmm. means 10% of the time, you're going to be wrong. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey! But, but then, <laughs> have you seen Minority Report? The movie? Yeah, I've seen, I've seen Minority Report, yeah. you know, where, where they've got this AI and they're trying yeah. to whether you're going to uh, do a murder in in the future, yeah. Yeah. So so with with, with Minority Report, people are getting punished and um, arrested for crimes that they 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 projected to commit in the future. Yeah. So it's like, okay, this person um, is potential will potentially plan to do something to their their partner or their friend and and, yeah. and harm them in some way, and then yeah. they, they then they send out the police to arrest them and imprison and imprison them for it. So like. For instance, as you said, the AI um, um, calculates the the potential of you committing a crime. So, what would, how would we as a system be able to structure like our judicial system based on that? So it's like, okay, if I'm capable, if I'm potentially going to steal a suite and the AI prevents that from happening, will I get punished for my thoughts and my potential to steal, or will I just get warned and then sent off my way? So how well, how would we work that out as a society? Well, I mean, the the, the what you'd want. <laughs> Yeah. Ideally, what you would want is that um, you you would want to use AI to reduce the risk, yeah? Mm-hmm. Also, for instance, or, or to influence. So if somebody wants, if you think that somebody's going to do something bad, yeah. you just want to influence them not to do something bad. So, for instance, yeah. Yeah. I if an AI says, guess what? Over there, in the house, there's going to be a burglary. So guess yeah. what? We put a police car there. <laughs> yeah. and guess what? Burglary doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, the question is, the, but the, then there's a dilemma. If we put the police, if the police car was wasn't there, do we know that the burglary is going to take place? Mm. Do, do you know what I mean? It's so true. That, so that's true. So yes, you can do. You can. You can. And an AI does come up with um um with these um these decisions. Yeah, these decisions like saying right. Oh. See that house, for instance, he gives give you a good clue, right? Mm-hmm. You see that house, that nice looking house, yeah. that's got the door wide open, <laughs> yeah. and it's a, and somebody's put on social media, I'm on holiday for <laughs> three months. Oh dear, my house is wide open, open and, yeah. got, and you can see the high tech things in the window. Guess what? <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. the propensity, the probability of of you could that place could be robbed is yeah. high, yeah. But if you put a police car out there and yeah. nobody goes in there, do you know what I mean? How do we know that nobody was going to say, but you you got the inclining that yeah. under that circumstances now that's so the prevention is better than cure, basically. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's yeah, the yeah prevention is better than cure, cure, but then you know, then you you you, you come onto the um, uh, you come onto the, the the area, like say, for instance, right. If we put a, a camera, a security camera in certain places, some mm-hmm. people will, will start saying, well, wait a minute, you're talking, why are you putting security cameras in our area? And then you see that other area, we are yeah. yeah. not security cameras, and I know that they're taking it, they're, yeah. they're creating crime. You see, that, that's There's where, going to be clear discrimination, isn't it, based on yeah, like, like... So that's, yeah. that's where you have to be very, when it comes to 
AI, you know, and decision making and prevention and all the stuff. You have to be very careful. So that's why when it comes to um, medical, you know, let's say, for instance, if we use AI to mm. detect whether someone's got cancer, yeah, got, you know, Fantastic, got yeah. That, you know, saying, we think that you've got to get, get cancer. Please go get yourself checked out. Oh, you, we got yourself checked out. You didn't get cancer, but you're cool with it. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I'd rather that than nobody knows the AI could, could have detected me and boom, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, I think technology is a wonderful thing going forward. And um, especially when it comes to the medical field and early detection of various diseases yeah. and treatment as well, stuff like nanotechnology, which I know a lot of the major firms are looking at right now, yeah. sending little mini nanos into the body and, and, and treating tumors and so forth. So that's the great part. But then also it, it, as, as humans, we can't prevent ourselves from thinking, what if we lose control of these things that we create and then they become sort of like the overseers of us and we become yeah. imprisoned by them? Yeah, I mean, we have to, like I said, be careful, you know, like I say, when it comes to my research doesn't really touch on the AI or other medical stuff. Mm. But so because the, the question that was asked of me as a mathematical modeler was business, you know, business mm. versus business competition, yeah. you know, something you're using in advanced AI. And mm. that's what, and that, and that was, um, one of my uh, one of, yeah. one of my talks that I that, that I, uh, that I do in my in one of my research uh, um, areas. The interesting thing about business modeling, can you tell me how um, you use maps to sort of predict um, strategies and the next move of um, competitors? Like, how, how does that work? If you just give me a little breakdown of that. Uh, okay, so for instance, um, what what you do is that um, again, you know, you create the almost like the mathematical framework, almost like you create the stage. Think about it like a theatre. Yeah. You, create the, you create the environment yeah. and then you put your actors in an environment and then you just watch what 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 actually occurs you know mm. you give them you give them you give them certain rules and then you just sit back mm. and you just watch what occurs and then you rerun it again and because what happens when you rerun it again it may, there may be a different outcome and then mm. you rerun it again and then what you wanted to, to see was what strategy does does the uh, does does the model does the model predict the mouse and then from that, you can say, well, there's a, you know, f let's say, for instance, we're talking about uh, energy companies, you know, fighting, you know, yeah. uh, fighting each other. And they have, um, they have, um, they're, they're targeting a certain number of customers. Mm -hmm. And they got customers that they got that are due to renew the contract and oh, 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 and, and they're saying, well, okay, well, what would motivate a customer to move from one company to another? You know, mm -hmm. is, is it about the service? Is it about the, is it about the price? And if I drop the price, you know, mm. how many customers do I attract? And, and if yeah. I raise my price, how many customers do I lose? And then you put all of those rules into, a, into like, say, a, a mathematical model and you do a simulation. And then you actually see, you actually see how, um, how it's almost like almost like a chess game. You actually see how you see the people, pieces moving. You see the, piece, you see the yeah. pieces moving. Um, so once you put the rules in and you're saying, well, look, I can't say for definite this person will make a decision, but by mm. a certain probability, I know that, for instance, if I'm paying a hundred pounds uh, for my gas bill, and somebody says, "Right, we will pay, for your gas bill, it's going to be twenty pounds," th there's going to be a certain probability that I will move to that other company. Yeah. 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 And and then once you once you do that, away 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 you, away you go. So it's it's almost like um you know it's a bit like um um it's a bit like football you know it's a bit like mm. sports. You know, within the sports game, you you know that um, every sports game have certain amount of rules, but yeah. within those rules, the agent makes certain decision, and whatever decision they make will affect what the opponent decision. Most the, definitely, yeah. And then, and then you just, and then what they do will affect what you do, and and you just you you simulate that, yeah. and then you see what the, you see who at the end of the day wins the game, and yeah. then and then you just do the simulation, do the simulation. And then from all, and then what happens is, is that when you do all of the, when you do loads of simulations, and then you come to uh, um, to look out into the real world, you're living in the real world, and saying, actually, I remember this scenario. This scenario is simulation, um, mm. X, you know, yeah. that we, if we, um, this opponent has done this, has done A, and yeah. us, that if we do B, the probability of us winning is. Okay, I see. That, that, that's super interesting. And, and that must be fun for you to work on and also see happening in the real world. Because I'm sure when you're walking around, you're able to figure out 
why people are like sort of gravitating towards one particular business instead of the other. So yeah. that's quite interesting. But then does that mainly only work when two people are competing directly against each other? No, it, it, it works. I mean, so for instance, why, um, I've, you know, in my, for, my PA, for my PhD, I, I wrote a, um, it was like a, um, a, a generic uh, model of all of these, all of these um, um, businesses or competitors all competing against, competing yeah. against each other. And uh, they're like competing. So what you have is that you have a finite number, sorry, you have, um, you have all of these players fighting yeah. over a finite resource so it's it's like it's like a generic version of 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 of, of the economy of, of oh, competition, okay. and yes, and you, and you actually see how things things play out. Yeah, does it show that humans are quite predictable in in our behaviours? Um, what what we I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say, um, I wouldn't say predictable, yeah. but people, but we're not on the we other can, scale. We can we're be manipulated. Humans, <laughs> minute, <laughs> minute I am a, I'm a mathematical manipulator, certainly not. <laughs> so, um, so I wouldn't say that humans are predictable, mm-hmm. but humans, I'd say this on the other, other side of the coin, humans are not random. Okay, that's very interesting. Yeah. I, I completely understand, yeah. But they're not random. random. And I think if you get, um, for instance, if you told the, um, 100 children, Go into a find a space into uh, in a school assembly. Just stand in a space. Yeah. Mm. Now, if it was if it was you know, and they all stand in the space, and what you what you find is that they would they would try and um, find a space where they are probably almost equally distance away from each other. Now, that is not mm. random. Random means that you would you expect a certain group to be all clumped up together, some to be all, all distance apart. Yeah. So, what I say is. Humans are not exactly predictable, but then they are not completely random. Very it's, interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. And, and what causes that, though? So, for instance, like the, the, the scenario that you just gave about the kids, what, what, what is it psychologically or mathematically that causes that for them to it's, cluster hum, up? Humans are, uh, uh, we are, we are creatures of habit, yeah? yeah. We, are, we, we, are, we, are, we are creatures of, of habit. There are certain things that we do that follow, we follow a pattern. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what we do. There's things that we that we do every single single day. Do you know what I mean? There's mm. there's things that you do which follows a follows a pattern. Yeah, yeah. and it's and it's that's that's the key of a mathemat- mathematician is to look to find that pattern, predict that pattern, understand that pattern, and then from there you can actually try and influence the outcome. Mm-hmm. I see. I like, see. Influence instead of manipulating, <laughs> it's definitely influence. It's, it's, it's actually intriguing because in society, when you watch a lot of stuff, like let's say, for instance, you go on social media and um, you, you go into a, a normal person's Instagram versus a celebrity Instagram, you see the difference in terms of like the numbers, the engagement, and there's a reason behind it because there's a reason why people are being drawn to one particular person instead of being drawn to another. So it's all a part of like our behaviors and stuff. But um, going back to the origins of you and maps, like how did you? Because that was that was that was a question. So <laughs> yeah, like what what was it about? <laughs> no, I, I I mean I mean I've loved the parts that we've covered anyway. But what was it about maps that drew you? Because um, as I, as I was trying to explain before, um, maps I, f- I found it very difficult in school with maps in particular, and maybe it was because of the way I was looking at it. And, and then I just gave up on it simply because I, I wasn't getting it. Algebra wasn't clicking. A lot of the equations wasn't clicking. But what, is, what was it about you in particular? And what is it about maths that makes you enjoy and drawn to it? Well, I, I think when I was, uh, when I was young, uh, when I was young, and, and, and all my friends were into Batman, Superman, Spider-Man. Yeah. I, I, do, I do remember, this may sound weird, but I do remember picking up a calculator and pressing the buttons until it all flashes at me. So yeah. I do remember yeah. playing Mr. Super Mathematician. I remember yeah. doing that. I remember doing that. And I do remember going to my school, one, uh, going to the, the um, went secondary school, you know, open day secondary school. And I remember seeing uh, there was like a sign curve. It looks like a, all these hills, yeah, mm. going up and down, up, like waves, sorry, like waves going up and down. And I was looking at it and I, was, and I just remember going, wow. I would like to do that, you know, I don't think it's cool, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And what, you know, 
to me, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't very much the numbers person, you know, mm. you know, if somebody says, oh, well, it's 256 times 256. I mean, I wouldn't have able to tell them that the answer is 6,536. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, you know it now. <laughs> I, wasn't, I got I wasn't, confused. I was about to pull out my calculator. <laughs> I, I'll never, you know, I was, I was never that. Mm. But this, this whole, whole idea of that when I, you know, one of the things I like doing, I, I like reading about mathematicians. I like okay. reading about the, the, you know, the motivations. I love reading about mathematicians. Mm -hmm. And also what I found is I like going to these mass conferences and you're just seeing these mathematicians and they doing the things on the blackboard and the whiteboard, like doing this graffiti. And, and I was like, oh, yeah. whoa. And, and some, you know, somebody else said that mathematics is the poetry of logical ideas. And I thought, here okay. you go. Mathematics is a poetry of logical ideas, but one of the things that I uh, I did read read is when I when I was studying the world's greatest mathematicians, what I found is that all of them had have this common trait, yeah, mm -hmm. and this and this is about to you. And they say this: this is this is these are the world's greatest mathematicians. This is what they say: they say a mathematician are not those who find mathematics easy. Okay, a mathematician are those who sees a problem and never, ever quits. That's a mathematician. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so a mathematician isn't somebody mm. that finds mathematics easy, yeah? So a mathematician isn't somebody that sees a problem, I go, I breathe on it, and then the problem falls. That's yeah. not a mathematician, yeah? I see. They're, they're called computers. <laughs> That's not a mathematician, yeah. Mm. A mathematician will see a problem, and then and then they will never and have a go, but never quit. See, a mathematician will see a problem, and the problem will will probably knock them down, but they mm. get up. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, right? Why did I go wrong? Did I make a numerical mistake, mm. or did I make an assumption wrong, or there was a sort of wrong about strategy? And they have a go, and mm. they go, and they grow. That's a mathematician. And then when I learned, when I heard about that, I'm thinking, whoa, I am a mathematician. Yeah. Because, because the myth in school is that a mathematician is somebody that, that sees sees a, a, a timetable and can say in 0.001 nanoseconds. <laughs> they know all of my heart, yeah. And so, you know, they believe that a mathematician, no disrespect to Carol Vorderman, is mm. somebody that will see these long numbers, put them together and go, yeah, you know, that yeah. is not a mathematician. A mathematician isn't about memory, yeah? It isn't mm. about learning, seeing it's another day. Mm. A child, yeah, a 10-year-old child, yeah, probably, somebody will correct me, or probably a 12-year-old child will know the alphabet A up to Z, yeah? Mm. So if a child can know the alphabet, then they will be able to recite the most complicated mathematical equation. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. But do they understand it? No. Could they solve it? No. Could they prove it? Could they use it? No. Mm. I think is, and that's, that's the key. That is what makes a mathematician is not somebody mm. that is mathematician is not somebody that finds it easy. It's like, it's, it's almost like, so this is where mathematics is, is so much uh, very unique as a subject. It's much probably much more closer to a, to a sport. If you like basketball, you don't go on the court, stand 30 meters away from the basket, throw the ball and say, no, oh, <laughs> I that's it. Yeah. I'm on. I quit. You know it's not going to work. Yeah. It's not going to work. You oh, somebody says dribble, jump up and throw, and thinking I dribble, throw, and I miss, and thinking that's it. This is too hard. No. Yeah. It was that basketball player. Is that they practice and practice and practice yeah. and practice in mathematics? What you do is that you you attack and attack and yeah. think and attack. Until you solve the issue, yeah. And there's a problem, and it gets get it wrong, and you say, "Why did they get it wrong?" And you, what you're doing is that you are actually increasing that investigative, analytical mind. You know, it's the same. It's mm. it's it, that's why it's called problem solving. We and thing is, we all do it. We yeah. are problem solvers, but we don't 
actually associate that with what we were taught as mathematics. You have you use mathematics every day. You know yeah, what definitely. you what you was taught in school. You use mathematics every day, not just purely on your numbers. You know, working out. You know, you, you know the bank account, all that stuff. But when you actually coming up with strategy, logical thinking, mm-hmm. that guess what is mathematics? mathematics. Yeah. 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 It's very interesting when you put it that way because it makes a lot of sense now because it's like even when I'm manoeuvring around, I'm always calculating in terms of like how many steps is going to take me to get here, how many minutes will I, will it potentially take me to reach the train station and, yeah. and, and when is the train coming and so forth. So it's always constant calculations. So we're constantly working mathematics in our head. In, yeah. in, in your field of work at the moment, do you feel like a lot more kids are engaging more with maths than they used to or is there a drop if you know the stats for that? Um, I, I think I think with the uh, with, again with AI and data science and machine learning, I think people mm. are much more more inclined saying, "Oh, okay, actually, we mm. we see that the numbers are becoming much the world the world's becoming much more digital." Yeah. And, and what you're finding is is that the, there's 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 much more accessibility to to learn math you know mathematics. So, for instance, you know back in the day, you know when mm. I started, yeah, when I started. Way, way, way. <laughs> way there was not such thing as YouTube or the internet. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There was, there was like old school. You go to the library. You yeah. get out that book. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Hopefully that book's got the information that you need. But now, mm. you know, but, you know, you know, but see with me, I'm, I'm, I'm a combination of new school and old school. I mean, you're talking to me now. This, this mm. is what you see now. This is my mathematics attack room. Mathematics mm. attack room. Or what I have. Over there, I have 200 mathematical books. Oh, wow. Three whiteboards, uh, sorry, two whiteboards up here, one whiteboard yeah. down here, and I've got some serious computer screen. This is where I do, this is where I do my mathematics, do you know what yeah. I mean? So, because there are some, there are certain knowledge that you will find in books that you will not find in the, on, on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So I, f- I think I might have gone on as a bit of a tangent. Yeah. No, because I was, I was obviously I was asking about kids' engagement and um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so is that a yes or no one saying regards to like? I, mean, I say I say that I think that kids um kids are more kids are more realizing that mathematics is more than mm. the more than um you know you the times table you yeah. know I mean when I, I do work for a you know I I I do work for a number of charities I work with with mm. a number of charities. Um, you know, one of the one of the charities that I do, you know, that I do support is one called Speaks to School, yeah. and it, one, one of you know, and it's it's a case of I go in and um, and and then I said, oh, here comes a uh, here comes the Naira Chamberlain, Doctor Chamberlain, he's a top mathematician, mm-hmm. here, and then I'm standing in front of about maybe a hundred children, two hundred kid children, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, right. If I'm going to tell them about mathematics, the first thing I'm going to do is I better deal with the elephant in the room because they're going to be thinking. Sign, cars, tan, algebra. When will yeah. I ever use this ever again? Yeah, that's, that's what everyone says. That's what my parents told me. When I went to went home, I say, you know, algebra. When I struggle with the algebra problem, I said to my mom and dad, when I'm struggling with this algebra problem, and my mom and dad will probably say, don't worry, you'll never ever use this ever again. Mm. <laughs> so I have to deal with that with that issue straight straight away because if i'm going to tell them anything about what mathematics is all about and what how and you know and its usefulness yeah um then i have to deal with that question uh, there and then most definitely because i mean that, that's what i used to think as well when i left school i'm like when am i ever going to use algebra like or the equation table and now i've got phone there's a calculator on there so what's the point really but how, how do we go about encouraging mathematical creativity because i think we're, we're entering into an age where like it, there's there's so many great opportunities in re- in relations to maths like you're working in ai there's businesses that need mathematicians to do calculations for them in relations to like um, um business modeling or mathematical modeling as we discussed in in terms of predicting like like competitive movements. So how do you encourage kids and make them understand that there is more to maths than the algebra and the and the times table that they they kind of like kind of veering away from because they don't find it interesting or assume that they won't necessarily use it in the future. Because there's so many great opportunities. So can you like give a bit more background as to why kids should be more involved in, in maths and mathematical creativity going forward and the opportunities in the future? Well well I think it's like this is that whatever you whatever subject you do um, whatever profession that you go in, you'll find that your your life will be enhanced more with math with mathematics. Yeah, mm. 
So, I mean, so for instance, this, this whole idea of a lot, you know, a logical argument. So, for instance, if I'm a if I'm a lawyer, if mm. I can if I can argue logically, yeah, if I have a much more mathematical basis to just say, look, really and truly, you know, the probability, the likelihood that that person was there, you know, mm. when actually the, the likelihood that that person was there in London when six hours when when two two minutes ago they was actually in New York, how mm. can they have committed again? Is my you know. Is coming up with that, that argument in log- in the mm. strategic logic, and also, for instance, when sometimes when you're you know you're negotiating a contract or negotiating a deal, and because you know, and, and I'm saying, well, actually, mathematically, this, this does not add up. You know, where, mm. where, you know, logically, it doesn't add up. Where are your assum- what are your assumptions? Yeah, of, you know, how do you do this? Because I mean, the thing is, on another day, um, what you find is in society, a lot of people, yes, yeah. You know, and a guess will always be replaced by a guess. But uh, one thing I say about mathematics and a mathematical argument is that a mathematical argument evolves. You know, you can actually evolve. So it's 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 a case of right. You know, for a, for a kids, I mean, I think in this this whole idea of of data science and saying mm. what can what can I do to to uh, to predict? For instance, can I predict? You know, when I'm in my um, when I'm in my uh, in, if I, when I'm in a car. When can I predict that? Can I predict that when it's gonna uh, when it's gonna fail? So, mm-hmm. so I can say to my parents, guess what? I think you should take your car in for service because we predicted that it's gonna fail. Yeah. Guess what? We just saved you some money, and because we just saved you some money, can I have some more pocket money, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Where we go? You know, you you know, look, use you learn data science and use it to predict. You mm-hmm. know, you can you know predict when that when the when the TV is gonna break down or predict when the ball is going to break down and and then and then build a build, build a case to your parents saying look i would like more pocket money because i'm using my data science i'm using mathematical data science to save you money yeah which which is kind of how maths is being used at the moment which is fantastic because you just gave the car um, example like it, most cars nowadays well every car tells you when your servicing is due like it, it has a mathematical clock which tells you how many miles your car has ran and once it reaches that peak it will alarm you and remind you of it which sometimes you don't think about it, but then when you realize it's actually down to maths because it's a calculation which is required in order to program it to enable you to, to tell you when it's time to, um, for servicing yeah and so i mean yeah so with that i mean again i mean that just that's just taking the monitor off the mileage is done, and you know, and how 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 aggressive or softly that you that you that you're driven, and that's yeah. that's also embedded. But mathematics has, has so many applications, and sometimes you can have simple applications. So, for instance, mm. uh, uh, I give you I give you an exa- uh, give you um, uh, an example as one of the things that I was to be doing on the workshop. Now, I'm from Birmingham, yes, mm-hmm. and my team is is Aston Villa. Now, one of the things I did yeah. uh, was. Um, couple of years ago when Villa was was in the premiership they were doing very very badly and, yeah. and the, the radio DJ was going oh so Villa fans what is the probability of Aston Villa going down and yeah, yeah you know all these Villa fans going 20% 30% 3% and then you're having all these betting chaps again one in I think it wait a minute there is a mathematical way of actually working out whether Aston Villa will go down and I came up with this problem. I came up with this problem. Came up with this. Uh, came up with this uh, number and a probability. And we get away. We go again. A logical argument. And mm. like I said, for instance, last season, people wanted to know um, would Aston Villa make the um, make the uh, make the playoffs? And I, by just mm. using a simple mathematical algorithm and doing a simulation, I was able to predict the top five. Oh of wow! And I had West Bromwich Albion and Aston Villa. On, I predicted the points that they had just using yeah. using this model, and so I, so I said to the radio radio I said, I said to the radio station, I said, "Look, there is a there is a strong likelihood that Aston Villa will be playing West Bromwich Albion in the playoff because West Brom will finish above Aston Villa and they will have this amount of points, and Aston Villa will have that amount of points." And this was this was like it was ten games to go. Got it. You must yeah. be a good betting man then. <laughs> no, I am using this purely for the academic purposes. I, know. I, don't, do it. I don't do it for the gambling. No, no, neither no. do I. Don't worry. It's just no. a joke. 
But yeah. that, that, that's that's a great way of looking at maths, and it's it's like sometimes we don't look at the the depths of maths and mathematics in general, and and the creativity yeah. and and how big and expansive it is as a as a subject because it's yeah. everywhere and it's fantastic. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on just to like encourage people and make them see the other side of maths. Because I've been I've been following your content online, and whenever I watch you speak, like the the, the excitement you have for maths is something that I haven't heard from anyone else, which is fantastic. Oh, so. Oh, thank you, thank you very much indeed. I'm, I'm glad that you say. I'm no, definitely, and and, and, uh, and it's been a pleasure, and I really appreciate that you, you came on. But before you leave, touching back on um, the AI again, I know we, we talked about AI for a bit, but um, th there is there is the theory of um, um, the singular moment. So the singular moment where AI clicks. So as in like as in AI developing its its own mind, not developing its own mind, because obviously it's going to consume all of our hard drives and all of our systems that are wired up together but there's a theory that it's going to reach a point a singular point where ai is going to draw all of that information together from all of the sources and in internet all the information that we've put out there into the world via our phones via via the clouds um what, what are your thoughts on that singular theory and when that hap when that happens or if that will happen what would be the cause um <laughs> I mean, this idea that that so, we are uh, my personal opinion. Personal mm -hmm. opinion, I I believe that we are so far away from that, and yeah. uh, I am, um, and I think that there are. It's almost like you know what I said before. I don't really mean to say like the cupboard, or am I very biased to my own research? Is there are so many? It's almost like looking at the. There's, there's an analogy of deal with the closest crocodile to the boat. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> deal with a deal with the closest crocodile to the uh, to to the deal with the first uh, closest crocodile to the boat. I mean the 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 one the the simulation that I'm talking about is the crocodile. That is your that's your closest crocodile. Yeah. That's realistic. Some of aspects of that is happening mm. right mm. now. Yeah. Yeah. Still there? Yeah. Yeah. Some some aspects of that is happening now. Now the whole idea that that uh, for instance, yes, let's, let's say you've gone beyond that point, and then you will have a, a, an, an algorithm that will draw in everything, and then somehow will be automated, and then it will be able to um, make its own AI and it's self-sufficient and mm. yeah yeah um let's way the problem that I'm working on now yeah. is complicated enough to, yeah. to start. And thing is, I would have to say, right, but if you, if we ever get to that point, mm -hmm. believe me, the, um, the, the, exist, the existence of humans will be, will be in such a poor state that it'll be like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. so it's not, it's not a worry then for, in, in your words, it's not something major that we should be concerning ourselves with. Well, I think I think if you you could be focusing, it's, it's like I said, if you could be focusing on if that's not the closest crocodile to the to the boat. Mm. There are close, there are closer crocodiles. There are closer crocodiles to the boat. That's yeah. not what. You know. And but to get to that crocodile that you're talking about, mm -hmm. that and let's say that crocodile is a big crocodile. Yeah. Guess what? There are closer crocodiles that you've got to go through. Yeah. You've got to go through and and actually. And um, see, there are other cro crocodiles that you've got to go through. Now, seeing as um, also, not only we have to go through, is that you would have to go through and fail for what you have to say is so. Yeah. So if we ever get to that stage, guess what? We'll be, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be so out of it. Yeah. Be, if it doesn't care, we'll be just going. So what? <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's almost like yeah. You know, a football game. I don't know if you're a Tottenham fan. I'm an Arsenal fan. Arsenal. I, I, okay, I, I so can't you, stand Tottenham. Yeah, so because you're more, you're more happy. You're losing six two, and then somebody scores a goal. Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It really doesn't matter <laughs> you're, you're out of it. You're really losing. Yeah. But yeah, um, so, uh, another crocodile, which I I think is definitely more closer to home, is like um. Um, people's fears about AI kicking them out of a job because obviously th there's there's one side of it that AI is going to improve our 
our, our systems and it's going to enable us to be free to do other things more creative that's one side of the argument but then the other side is something that we've seen already like so if you go into a tesco right now at night time there's only going to be one member of staff there and then the rest is going to be automated service um, um systems so things like that the fears that some people have is that ai is kind of kicking us out of a job and out of income okay well i, I i'll give you a good i'll give you another analogy uh, and another analogy and this is something what people don't absolutely realize and this is probably why it, it touches on, on me personally is that um in the you know my 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 dad from the winrush generation mm. worked at a car factory now guess what in that car factory humans and robots worked in coexistence yeah you know they worked in coexistence the robot did this the human did that and and the robots and the humans worked in harmony mm. not a problem until your competitor comes out with its car factory where yeah. the robot is more advanced and can yeah. do more stuff and, and guess what and it can do it better quicker faster cheaper. and you're coming out with these cheaper cars yeah. better yeah. cars <laughs> more good look, good looking cars mm -hmm. than what was done here and then also the, this factory is now you, you're not keeping up you know you can't rip out those robots and put in new robots. We, we haven't got the money. It's gone. Do you know what mm. I mean? And that, and see, that is probably much more um, closer to aligned to my, um, to, to my research where you're saying where a company comes up with much more advanced AI. Mm. Now, if it comes up with much more advanced AI, it needs less humans, mm. pure and simple. But a human will benefit from that company but the other humans that say, well, wait a minute, we do have AI, but our AI is not as advanced as their AI. We, mm -hmm. You know, how many times can we, how many times can we keep on upgrading our computers? You know, I've got a, I've got a computer here. My competitors, competitors have got a supercomputer. How can we keep um, competing with that? Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah, it, 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 you know, these technologies we've seen in the past, but it, it's it's going so fast and it's going so expensive that, that there's some companies that they can't, keep up can't com can't compete and then there's the um you know i, I use the um uh the fast food um uh, example i've seen a fast food restaurant where it's the robots flipping burgers yeah <laughs> i've seen it as well i've seen them yeah. chopping up tomatoes and everything yeah thinking, whoa you got a consistent burger this tastes nicer do you know what i mean away away we go how will your independent fast food be able to compete with, with that cheaper quicker faster better quality Boom! What can what can you do? And then, see, is once you start doing that, once you start doing that, and you're having, let's say, for instance, if if uh, an organisation starts producing this this advanced AI, yeah, mm. maybe in the form of uh, these these robots, which are not necessarily going to be robots on the terminate terminate stage. Yeah. Then you get to the stage, as I was saying, is you get into a stage where these companies start influencing and dominating the world economy. And yeah. then once doing that, will they make decisions which are conducive to social cohesion? That's the that's the question. That's definitely, doc <laughs> Doctor, it's been an absolute pleasure. And I definitely think we should um get in touch again and continue this conversation in a part two, because we've hit the hour mark now, which um <laughs> which wow. I know time flies when you're having fun, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'd definitely like to, I mean, I'm, I'm going to keep in touch with you and then hopefully we can continue this in a step, a stage two and continue the conversation and develop it further and inform more people about the importance of maths and, and, and how creative maths can help develop our world for the better and, and for the unknown <laughs> on the other side of the spectrum as well and encouraging more people to get into maths because maths is everywhere and it is a very intriguing and interesting topic for people to explore more in depth. So um, before we go, do you have anything coming up? Any shows coming up that you'd like people to know about? Any Anything that you want to inform my audience about? Okay. Uh, let me get, okay. Okay. Well, okay. I've got, um, got I've got, um, uh, gosh, right. I'm in Liverpool. Okay. Uh, I'm in live okay, I've got a I've got a talk on the mathematics can stop an AI on the fourteenth, which is a, a Cafe Scientific and that's in that's in Nottingham. Oh Nottingham, okay. Then on the seventeenth seventeenth or eighteenth, well, I think it's the yeah. I've got a talk I've got a talk in Liverpool, which is called Hip Hop to AI, the real power of mathematics. Hip hop to AI. <laughs> yeah. 
that sounds interesting. We need to catch up on that on the on the podcast yeah. after your talk. Yeah. yeah. And then and then um and then on the twenty third mm-hmm. at Leicester University and then on the twenty sixth at Cambridge University. Amazing. I got a talk on the 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 black heroes of mm. mathematics. Yeah, oh, cool. so, yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, all, all part of Black Hero Months. My contribution to Black Hero Months, I'll talk about the, the Black Heroes of Mathematics. Yeah. But my big talk, my big, big, big mm-hmm. talk is um well, my biggest talk that I've ever done. Yeah. We'll come next year. We'll come next year in May. So you know, I'll send you the send you the oh, details. Yeah. I'll, I'll be there and I'll pop all the details down as well. Yeah. Yeah. Now this is on the um loads of notice the 29th of May. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be at the Royal Institute of Great Britain. Oh, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an iconic theatre. And what you do is I'm locked up in a room for 10 minutes. Yeah. And, then, and then, then they open up the door, they fill up the theatre, and then they open up the door, no introductions, then I have to come, and then I just have to talk. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Oh, and just do the talk. Now, and that talk will be on, again, the mathematics that can stop an AI apocalypse. Now it'll be different from the one in Nottingham. This one will be, uh, will very much be full, uh, be full on. So oh, amazing. I'm, de- I'm definitely going to pop all the information regarding all your upcoming events that um, in in my descriptions and um, encourage people to go and check them out when available. And I'll, I'll be there for next year's one if I'm around for the May's one. Um, yeah, I'll definitely come and check that out and keep supporting your movement. And we'll definitely catch up again for part two recording of the podcast. We're going to cover all the various other subjects that you're doing as well. So, Dr. Naira, it's been an absolute pleasure. And I'd like to thank you again for turning up to Let's Do Humans. Oh, thank, thank you and thank you for the let's do humans and thank you for uh, agreeing to do this over Skype because then yeah. I'm going down to London. Can't I know it's it's a, it's a hectic one. I know it's busy, but we we'll definitely catch up again and hope you have a wonderful evening. Yeah, and you have a nice day. Right. Take care. Thank you very much. Bye bye.